Nikki said, if I ever asked a Christian to sit down and tell me the top uh, 50 things, I guess, um, that you like to do, he said, Con- Christians are conditioned to lie. <laughs> and I thought that is funny because, you know, we're going to say, oh, I love reading my Bible and I want to pray all day. Hallelujah. You know, you want to go do all these like amazing things for God, you know. Yeah. So he said, he for a has minute. Them to, yeah, <laughs> for a minute. So he said he has them to write the list and he takes the first 30 off. And then once you get past the first 30, that's like the real you. Hey, good morning, Erica. Thank you so much for coming on another rep with Coach Steve Hagen. I just am excited to have you on here. Everybody, this is Erica Diggs. And um, just we met through Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Wonderful woman. I'm not going to steal your story, but I just want to introduce you to everybody. And then we're just going to rock and roll here for about a half an hour and just uh, let it go where it goes. This show's called Another Rep because um, I like to listen to how people are repping life and what oh, they're yeah. doing and how they get their reps in. Your reps started way before you went to Tennessee State University. I know that. So I'll let you talk about that. But when you uh, you majored in Spanish there, at Tennessee State and then you yes. got out of school and became a federal investigator yes sir yes sir I bet you got a couple stories to tell us about that, if you're <laughs> oh, allowed to <laughs> one of those I got things stories for days I on bet. that <laughs> it's not one of those hey I could tell you but I gotta kill you yeah hey I might no. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that kind of investigator I investigated oh. workplace discrimination Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm but sure it's still the same level as that, uh, just a different area in the jobs, on the workplace. How many years did you do that for? Oh, almost 10 years. Wow. Yes. And then uh, she's also an ordained minister. How much time, I mean, there's, <laughs> you're getting it on. <laughs> Not enough 24 hours in a day. <laughs> yeah. You did your yeah. 20, you put in 28, I think, or something like that. Oh my goodness. But you know what, Steve, it's been so much fun. Because um, yeah. it's just been following the Lord's leading one step at a time. And, you know, he's amazing. He's a miracle worker and he's such a creator. So you never know what's going to happen when you just yield to him. And then uh, doors open, and it's like I'm running as fast as I can because these are the last <laughs> days, right? <laughs> and she says she's running because she's a track coach. She worked with Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and I'm not sure how you got into that other than you're super athletic. And you ran – didn't you run track at Tennessee State? I didn't run for Tennessee State. I ran for Austin P. actually. Was oh. about to run for Tennessee State. Never did do it. But, yeah, so my, I started my track and field career um, – in seventh grade and then go. got a scholarship running to Austin Peace. So I ran for them for uh, a while. Cool. Where'd yeah. you grow up? I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm a unicorn, Steve. What? There's not too many of us anymore. <laughs> no, there's Californians, Ohioans, yes. New Yorkers, uh, you know. Yeah, Nashvillians are rare. I'm going to yeah, tell you that you now. are a unicorn. unicorn. It's changing fast. How has, um, how is coaching track and you coach both boys and girls or just girls? Yes, everybody. You got to um, coach. You got three boys of your own. I know. And I, I got a chance to coach all three. What a, like, blessing. And they liked me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes if your parents coach you, you're like, ah, oh, mama. No, but it hey, was so much fun. I'll I tell coach- you what. I have a heart 
for moms that raise boys. First of all, yeah. my wife, Amy, we have four children. We have three yeah. boys and a girl. And yeah. I think um, I'm a little biased, probably a lot biased, but women that raise boys might be a little bit different. I don't know if they're tougher, meaner, or... Uh, <laughs> Look, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm the only female in my house. So my husband and my three sons, they, boy, they, it's some fun times. It's, it's like, boom, boom, brrr, you hear steps and everybody's wrestling and everybody's joking on each other and probably passing gas. <laughs> <laughs> There's no question. No question about that, man. It's I know because boys, you know, I read this book, Wild at Heart. Have you ever read that book, Wild at Heart? I haven't. I it's haven't. pretty much about raising boys. And it's, yeah. you might want to read it. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, well, they're beyond that. They've all, they're all in college, right? They are all in college. I have three sons, one just uh, actually this weekend. We're supposed to be graduating one from the uh, Cornell. He's a football player for them. Okay. And that's amazing because he's graduating the semester early. I don't feel like uh, a mom that is having a son is graduating. But then I have twins. You don't that look are like it either. You look like uh, you're about 18. Praise Jesus. The Lord's renewing my youth. Like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but my two sons, uh, my twins, one goes to Tennessee State University and one goes to the College of Worcester. So I'm excited. You have a twin sister? I have twin sons. Oh, yeah. Okay. Twin sons. Yeah, I knew yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So, but your twin sons don't go to the same school. One's at Worcester and one's at? Yeah. Tennessee State University. You guys are yeah. hopping. I mean, how in the wide world of sports are you keeping all these balls in the air? <laughs> you know, the Lord. <laughs> That's what I <laughs> You got I one in New York, one, one over here, one over there. Yes. And we visit all too. That's what's amazing. You know, years ago, uh, my, my husband got a job uh, working for Delta. Then he got a job working for American Airlines, but you know, he's retired from there. Yeah. And so, but we still have the flight benefits. And so I was like, God knew the type of schedule I was going to have. And then we needed to do this. So yeah, we could you get there. Benefits. That's awesome. Well, how are you repping life now? You guys opened a store. I know because I went and visited. You weren't there. You were off. I don't know what you were doing. You were at a ministry opportunity, I think, or something like that. But um, the store in Brentwood, Tennessee. Yes. It, we so how did that all come about? And tell everybody what that store is. It is. Oh, my gosh. It's so crazy. Um, we opened a store called Dig That Nutrition. And it is uh, through Herbalife has products like protein meal replacement shakes and uh, loaded energy teas. And, you know, they are some of the most delicious things you yeah. can taste. They're really good. I mean, people like I can't believe it. it's like banana pudding shakes and red velvet. And it doesn't seem like anything you should be eating to lose <laughs> weight. However, my husband lost like 45 pounds in like two months. Something crazy. Mm. Uh, using the products and stuff. And then for me, for ministry, I wanted to do something to be healthier as we travel on the road. You you got to have uh, energy and you have to be taking care of yourself to have a rigorous road uh, ministry like that to move and yeah. speak and do all that and running through airports. You don't want to be broke down in your body. So, you know, it was something the Lord gave us, but that is a long story, Steve. It's a miracle how we got that shop because it wasn't anything of our own ability. A woman literally had a car accident um, and could not maintain the store that she had. And she contacted my husband and asked him if he wanted 
uh, to take the location over. And it was really powerful because my husband had been praying and saying, Lord, I want to shop, but I want you to blow my mind with the first shop. And when we got the shop, we dedicated it to the Lord. We had this worship session in there, put scriptures all in the floor and the walls. And so we wanted a place where the community could come and uh, hear about Jesus. We had like prayer requests, things on our bar and all of these things. And so it was like this anointed little space, you know, people would come in off the streets and they would come and they, they didn't know why they didn't want to leave. They're like, uh, we're just kind of sitting in here, but it was such a presence of peace and joy in there and people didn't want to leave. And what's interesting, Steve, as much as we're talking about it now, we're about to uh, close it after this month because of ministry. So it's not something that we can actually keep because of what God's opening up the door for us uh, yeah. to go on the road some more. So, so are you closing it down or selling it? Well, we were going to sell it. And so uh, I don't know how that's all going to work because we're still like praying through the whole process for it. But what is powerful is I, I definitely know whoever gets it next. It's an anointed little space. And there's so many sweet, precious people. I was kind of struggling with this decision, yeah. but I just had a discipleship clinic that we are about to take on the road to other churches and all of these things. And so I know that I, I'm there. I mean, we, we pray with people to get saved. We pray with people to get out of depression, prayed over people who were sick. So the time that we were there, we know that we served the, the purpose. We started a Bible study there and the community began to come. And so uh, we know that we did what God wanted us to do for the time that we were there. Yeah, there's a season, there's a reason for every season, right? And yes. And you know, so I went into that shop and I was like, the bait to me is the shakes. Yes. The purpose, <laughs> the purpose, yeah, the purpose is the shakes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Cause it yeah. does help people. But with all the scripture on the walls and and yes. you know the, what you guys do once the people get in there, they don't <laughs> people don't go in there. They go in there thinking they're going to get a shake and they get shook up is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's an experience. I mean, we had, the Lord told us to decorate it as in a, a high school uh, college theme. So we had all of the local high schools and colleges and everything like that on the wall. Which yeah, you gave them in. You got jerseys and banners yes, and, and we autographs had, uh, from all, all, athletes. You know, even Eddie George came in there and signed the wall. So I saw that. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of coaches and we had a lot of athletes and stuff from all over the schools because the, the location of the shop was in the vicinity of several high schools and middle yeah. schools. And so uh, we had people coming in, which was the desire of our heart. We wanted to, like you said, I was a part of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And so we wanted to impact athletes and coaches still. I still want to do that in ministry. And so it was another alternative uh, to get the church outside of the four walls. And that was what was powerful to me about the space. Absolutely. I actually heard somebody who said um, that the Lord spoke to them. They were a pastor for several years. And he said, Jesus said, I need you to come out of the church the four walls of the church. Yeah. He said, I need you to uh, get on the radio and teach, not preach, because there were not a lot of people at the time. This is several years ago. There were not a lot of people teaching people the word. And he said, I need you to get a neutral location. 
a location where people don't feel threatened by denominations, whether they're, yeah. uh, you know, whoever your denomination is. He said, I don't want anybody not to come because it has a label or a title on it. Right. And so what's amazing about this man I'm talking about is he did that and he began to have meetings in arenas. And before you knew it, he had a Bible college. And before you know it, this Bible college is reaching people all over the world, the graduates that are coming out. And he has such a legacy of faith that, I mean, it was just, it was just blow your mind. Um, and this is Kenneth E. Hagan, by the way, who I'm talking about. So yeah. you awesome. I thought you were talking about Billy Graham or something. <laughs> well, no, and he has uh, somewhat of a similar story, but I don't, I don't know it all in detail like that, but I'm actually talking about Kenneth Hagan, but it was powerful. Yeah his ministry, how it reached so many people. Well, that's really cool. And you never know what, you know, you, we have no idea what path God is putting us on and he's putting you on a different path. You and I spoke about it, but I want you to tell everybody, don't just tell me, cause this is a big story. And I want you to tell everybody how you're repping and how you're getting ready to do what you're going to do, you know, go out on the road. And you just had a, a conference here in town yes. in Nashville. Yes. Tell everybody a little bit about that and then tell them what you're, your bigger vision is for all this? Okay. So, uh, you know, I was at a Bible school class and the Lord spoke to me. I had a dream and then um, I had some prayer time. This is the middle of the night before I'm about to go to class. And he spoke to me and told me about, talked to me about evangelism. He talked to me about praying and I'm talking about praying in the spirit. He talked to me about uh, the authority of the believer and he talked to me about healing. And when I got this message, I thought, well, these are like maybe some things I'm getting ready to teach in a Bible study. I'm going to go do a series. And the more and more you spend time praying, let, let, I want to say this before I go into that. I was reading a book called Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits. Mm -hmm. And it is a powerful, powerful book. And what one of the things that is said in there, it said the man always has their plans. But God has a plan. And see, when man has their plan, they try to add God to it. But what we want is for God's plans that he already knows the past, the present, and the future. And then we want to align ourselves with what is already there for us. The Holy Spirit is going to lead us and guide us. So God has his plans. He, had, he knows the purpose of why we're here. So everybody that's listening to this podcast, you are important. You are chosen for such a time as this. You are special, God's special possession. Sorry. And uh, so you are amazing. And then he has his uh, pursuits, the things that we should be pursuing. So this is my prayer. I'm like, Lord, I want your plans. I want your purposes. I want your pursuits. These are the things I want to go after. So with that being said, God spoke to me and said, you're not going to do a Bible study. He said, you're going to do a one-day clinic, and you're going to help prepare the body of Christ for the end time, for, for Christ's return. They mm -hmm. need to get ready. And so I was thinking on this. I said, oh, my goodness, this is a very special assignment then. I mean, it's, it's, it's way beyond what I was thinking. So the evangelism component of it, he said, this is a learn and do clinic. This is not like your average sit back, just listen to somebody speak and talk. He said, no, I need you to teach them how to partner with me and co-labor with me. And so not only are you going to learn about evangelism and all of these components, but you're going to have the scripts and you're going to be able to practice with each other. So they picked a partner. And listen, Steve, one thing that was so powerful, one of my best friends from high school who I lost touch with came. 
And yeah. during this practice time, she gave her life to the Lord. Oh my gosh, I was so excited. I was like, oh my God. And oh. others did too, but that was one that was super the special. The whole day just for that is worth Yes, it. I was like, Lord, my, one of my best friends in high school. Like I wouldn't have made it without her. I went through some rough things in high school. I had a friend who committed suicide mm. and all kinds of things. And so she was a rock for me and she gave her life to the Lord at the clinic. And then we had- And uh, she had not the, been a Christian before this or- um, what, I don't think so. I what, mean, she did you just call professed? her up out of the blue and say, Hey, I'm doing this. I really hope that you can make it or, and you're just hoping and praying that she's going to show up or. He was in my heart to invite and look, yeah. she showed up at the shop one day and yeah. then we talked for several hours about her life. And I found out that a lot of people had passed away that she was really discouraged. Mm. And um, she, she said, just because it's you, I want to come and help you like decorate <laughs> the night before. And I'm like, there you, you go. Help hey, me whatever it takes like, to get you there. there. I know, right? God's so, he's so wise. He's so smart yeah. and knowing how to uh, woo people to his love, you know. And she showed up, she came, and it was powerful. Uh, so she decorated, so and then she just decided, well, you know what? Maybe I just ought to stay here and listen a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, she told me she's coming back the next day, and she did. She kept her word. So uh, when I say it was so cool, but I, I want to say uh, I didn't know how this clinic would work because I've never taught four sessions in a uh, in a day. That is a lot. If any of you guys are out there and you preach and teach the word, you know uh, how uh, how much energy that exerts to to do that, and I want to say for this to be a nine to three thirty type course, it was like the presence of God increased through every session, and people were just as hungry at the end as they were at the beginning, and the power of God was so amazing. People came down to get healed. People learned uh, that that you know we have a ministry in the heavenlies beside Christ to reign in this life, not to be victims of Satan, but to rule over the things that God called us to. Because that's what he said in Genesis. He gave Adam dominion uh, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the tame beasts. And you know what? We're not, we're not walking in what God gave us and seeing the power of God like we should. And so this is what this clinic was about. It was about empowering you it was about strengthening you. It was about helping you to see that, hey, I don't have to just take the blows of life and wonder what happened and blame God. You know, I can go on the offense and not on the defense. You know, those are coach terms. Right there you there. go. That's we're right. We're going to be on the offense for Christ and we're going to get in this battle the right way and uh, see people come to the Lord. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite quotes of all time is it's not about you, Moses. It's about Amen. the power of God through you. I love it. And I love it. Sometimes we as people think it's about us. Right. And that's when we get beat up and that's when right. we get beat down. But when right. we understand that it's not about us and it's about the power of God through us, yes. Then we start to reconnect not only to the creator of the universe, our father in heaven, but everybody else around. We see yeah. them differently because knowing eyes see differently, knowing right. ears hear differently. And that's what I love about your clinic because you start to open people's eyes up to it's not about you it's about the power of god through you so let that happen that's right invite that's right. that in and and just you've got to be part of your own miracle right that's yes. what jesus asks us to do be part of our own he he can heal somebody like that but usually yes. what he would do was he would say uh pick up your mat and walk he didn't put the guy in the water 
Exactly. You, you have know? to go obey. Yeah. yeah. You gotta yeah. we can pray all day, but we gotta obey sometime. So exactly. I love that because we we there is a role and a responsibility that we play in seeing God do amazing things in our life and certainly our ability to hear. Because Jesus said in John 10, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they'll not follow. Your ability to hear in this day and time is life and death. I mean, you, you know, you might be out there on the road and the Holy Spirit says, I need you to go left and you turn right. Right is a drunk driver down the road, right? So we got to hear him and not only hear him, but go respond and do what he's telling us to do. And so that word here means to grant and perform that which is spoken. So you know how we are. We're like, uh, yeah, somebody told me something. It's like, blah, 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 in one ear, out the other. And then we're just moving on and doing our own thing. But like today, I am so in a place where I'm like, Lord, I want to hear you. Not my will, but your will be done. I don't want to be out here just doing vain things that are not producing fruit. I want to see that God is using us as a body, not just me. Like that was the most important thing I think I could share from the stage that I may be one that is presenting, but it was so important for me to tell everybody that you have a supply here today and that you're important. So when things were happening during this clinic, it was the body coming forward to assist, to help. I didn't do it all myself. This is not what Jesus didn't say, hey, I'm going to go out here and save the whole world. No, he invested in 12 people whom he then equipped to go out and preach the gospel. So this is, it wasn't about just what Jesus was going to do. He, he came to live inside of us to reproduce himself in us so that we could produce the same works that he did in this earth. Everybody who believes on him, not just a pastor, not just a preacher, teacher, or apostle. I mean, this is, these signs shall follow the believing ones that yeah. we get to do these works in his name. That's why every time he did a miracle, he would say, do you believe? Yes. Do you believe? Do you believe? You know, do you believe? <laughs> and then he'd go, I'm out. I got to go. <laughs> and everybody would be like, who was that guy? Right. And it's then what... then they started going, who is this guy? You yes. Know? So, hey, what's going on now? You got Erica Diggs ministry. So you did this one clinic and now, now what's going on? Well, we're getting ready to upload this uh, clinic to Right Now Media. And if you don't know what Right Now Media is, it's a place where over like 15,000 churches are there and people can log in for Bible studies and different things like that. Yeah, it comes with a workbook. We've got sessions that'll be released in January. And then as we do that, we're going to continue to pitch this, uh, not pitch it up, but, you know, yeah. Uh, let let pastors know that we're here. So I've already had several pastors just saying, hey, we want this clinic in our church. We want our people to be equipped in preaching the gospel. We want them to know their authority. We want them to know that if if they get attacked in their bodies, what should they do? Um, and how should they pray? And so as that's going to be really powerful. But I'm still uh, speaking, like you said, for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We have um, a girls night out coming up in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee soon. And I'll be down there. Tell uh, everybody what Lauren, uh, girls' night out is going to look like. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I have. Hey, you one. know what? There's a lot of different versions of girls' there night out. There are. Okay. This, so this, this is one might be out. different. <laughs> <laughs> the last one that uh, I had an opportunity to speak at was um, they had so many of the college girls that came out. They had high school girls and middle school girls and um, come out for a night. And there is like you sing and worship. There's a night of worship. They have uh, probably like some skits 
maybe it's chance of uh, things, uh, SCA chance, which is Fellowship of Christian Athlete chance um, about Jesus. And they really make it fun. There's breakouts where the girls can come and uh, express themselves on a smaller scale. And then they're together on a larger scale to, to get poured into as young women of God. So it's going to be a very, very powerful night. And the, the breakouts could any, include anything from uh, sharing the faith, it could be, or it could be intimate topics that need to be discussed that people are struggling with today, whether it's depression um, or fear or any of those things, friends and stuff like that. But we try to do it on a level that the young girls can understand, make it fun for them. And it's a really powerful night. I Last time I did this, it's about two years ago, we did the altar call at the end. And I'm not sure how many people came down, but it was close to, I want to say 50 to 70 girls that wow. came to the altar to give their life to Christ. When I say, because it's a, 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 it's a big sanctuary. So lots of girls and stuff are able to come from all the colleges and everything. But there was one testimony that really stood out to me of a young lady. She stood up, but she didn't come forward. Um, and she gave a testimony later on social media that the message that was given that night worked on her for six months, that she did not come forward. She finally gives her life to the Lord, goes and talks to a youth pastor, and she gets baptized. Now this girl is serving in ministry like crazy. I, I never did know her name until uh, somebody said it to me on social media and said, you, uh, this girl is saying that you changed, uh, inspired her life to be changed and how the message that was given. So I want to say this to you out there listening. Sometimes the Bible says some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. You never know what it is, the seeds that you're sowing, the, how it can still be impacting somebody. Even if they don't make the decision there, they can be still pondering stuff in their hearts. And then the Lord is dealing with them and has another person to water the seed or uh, giving the increase on that. So it's a powerful story to me. I just love, you know, how you have the word memorized like that just oh, praise you know, Jesus. yeah really honestly it's so important because for time for all times for all times but you know when you're in that you can just bang instantly reflect on what is god saying about this yeah. and it just it you know he's always on time he's always on target so mm -hmm. there's always something in that book that is going to pertain to wherever we are in whatever situation we're we're in you know this show is another rep with coach Steve Hagan. And what does another rep mean to you, Erica? What's, what's that mean? Like another rep, there's a, there's a lot of different, um, I ask everybody that's on the show that, and it's so fun just to hear their different takes. What's another rep mean to you? And I haven't heard it with anybody said, but, uh, when I heard the name of the title, I was like, Oh, this is so amazing. And I'm going to give you a roundabout answer. to <laughs> This is your show. No, this is okay, your time. Let's... Well, there was a, there's a guy that's out there. His name is uh, Lance Wall. Now I don't know who people, um, if they know who he is, but he wrote a book called Seven Mountains. And when he talked about the seven mountains, he talks about how all of the mountains that make up a, a society. So whether it's your education, your religion, um, uh, media, all of the things that are major to a society, art, culture, whatever that is, um, the social media stuff, 
all of these things are mountains in which people can represent Christ in those arenas. So this is what he said that makes me laugh when I think about the title of your show. He said, if I ever asked a Christian to sit down and tell me the top uh, 50 things, I guess, um, that you like to do, he said, Con Christians are conditioned to lie. <laughs> and I thought that is funny because, you know, we're going to say, oh, I love reading my Bible and I want to pray all day. Hallelujah. You know, you want to go do all these like amazing things for God, you know? Yeah. So he said, he for a has minute. Them to, yeah, <laughs> for a minute. So he said he has them to write the list and he takes the first 30 off. And then once you get past the first 30, that's like the real you. And so uh, I love that. But, yeah. So he said on these mountains are like these pluses and minuses. Minuses representing people who don't know Christ and pluses representing people who do. So he said if Christians could get in the arena that they have the desire for um, and they could represent God in those mountains, we could take those mountains of media, of church, of education. And he said a lot of uh, things that we see in our society today that we don't like. They got an agenda and they ran through those mountains because Christians weren't in position. They were still trying to be in the house praying all day or at church all day. You yeah. know, we got to get out into uh, those arenas, whatever you have a desire. Like for me, I was a federal investigator for several years. I really enjoyed that job. I only came out once God called me into another uh, area of ministry. It's the only reason why I came out. But I said that to say, I impacted people in that way. So when I think about the name of your show, Another Rep for Christ, that's what it makes me think about. People representing Christ in their field, in their arena. Uh, they're not, it's non-traditional, not the church setting, but it is still impacting people wherever you are. So that's that. what I think. There you go. Well, that. what is it? You tell me what, what was it supposed <laughs> I don't, to be? <laughs> I don't know if I have a complete definition. I just think this, this is what I think. And I think I've even said this on some other shows. You know, the devil is 24, 7, 365, right? Yes. Well, if we only go to church once a week, we get 52 reps a year. Right. Well, he's getting 365 million reps and we're getting 52 reps. Jeez. We're going to get beat up. Wow. <laughs> You know, if you only, if you were, um, you know, teaching the relay, the four by relay and you, mm -hmm. you had your team and they were only, they only got one rep at practice in that Ooh, whole thing. And then now you got to go <laughs> and, you know, you're transferring the baton at full speed and, you know, all that timing and rhythm that it takes to do that. If you only did that once and then mm -hmm. you got to go compete for the state championship or something. Right. Well, chances of you winning that are not as great. So that's why I think we always got to keep repping and repping in whatever you do, if it's track or if it's football or if it's basketball or if it's the Bible, you know, I believe in, you know, put some motion in your devotion. It's all yeah. good to read that, you know, read your devotion, but you know what, close that book, go up and go do whatever that book just told you to do. I love it. I love There's it. emotion in that devotion. So, you know, you said that, and uh, you know, I am a track and field coach and I, I, I coach jumpers. So triple jumpers, long jumpers and high jumpers. And uh, just like you said, uh, multiple reps, they say practice makes perfect, right? Here's perfect the practice makes perfect. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely need to change that. Uh, but we're constantly telling people, uh, uh, athletes and stuff that what you do 
90% of it is mental. 10% of it is actual physical. Yeah. You know, that mind is something like, wow. And, you know, so you talk about the repetition that it takes to perfect a craft. Like a high jump is very technical. Yeah. So I've just spent a lot of time with my jumpers and high jump. And a lot of times we're working on killing fear. Because if you hit your back on that bar, man, you are like, ah, I don't want to do it yeah. anymore, coach. Yeah. And I'm like, no, God didn't give you a spirit of fear. But power love it is somehow. But I said that to say, think about the repetition of the thought process that hits your mind. Like every time you're attacked with one thought that you don't deal with and kick out of your head. So I was telling somebody, I said, the enemy is a master at thought suggestion and, and staying persistent with the same thing. So if he's going to have multiple reps of trying to get at you, you better have multiple reps of renewing your mind and washing it with the washing of the water, the word, you know. And uh, we asked our athletes one time, well, actually, it was a survey done for Olympic athletes. And they said, you know, what do you think would make your Olympic experience better? And you would have thought that they said, you know, all of the things like, uh, I wish I had performed better. Yeah. But they said it was more positive self-talk. So certainly the things that we say to ourselves are super, super important. Um, and, you know, it's building you up or tearing you down. Well, and that's why I think it's so um I think it's wonderful, but I also think it's so important. Like you have the word memorized in your brain and in your heart. And so, um, like I said, that quote, it's not about you, Moses, it's about the power of God through you. So when you got this high jumper, it's really not about you. If you got this confidence and you, and you can get this confidence through Christ coming, flowing through you, you might jump seven feet. I don't know. True. It's true. It's, it's up to you. Possible. you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, it is so great to have you on the show. I know time yes. flies, and uh, they can <laughs> everybody can find you on Right Now Media soon, right? They right. will be able to, but you can find me on ericadiggs.com. Okay, ericadiggs.com. I'm going to yeah. put that in the in the link for the show, and then this will be on Spotify and Apple, Apple, all that business. So awesome having you on the show. Yes. Love your energy. Love your spirit. <laughs> and I think uh. everybody that listens to this. We'll do the same. They're, they're going to love it. So, uh, What an honor. Thank you, Steve, for inviting me. I count it a great privilege to be here. Well, you're a blessing to me and to everybody else. So let's go make it a great day. Awesome. Have a blessed day, everybody. Thanks again, Erica, for coming on another rep. Love your energy. I love your energy. If you love her energy, hit subscribe, hit like, and definitely share this with all your friends and family. And uh, until then, we are officially out. Make it a great day.